0: Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar-Schaller. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about a bunch of more clones. Clones,
1: Return of the Clones. What of was the that Attack of the
0: Clones? Yeah. So this is where my clones get to take the stage. That's right. Uh, but before we do, Aaron, you brought something kind of different with you today. What, have you, what do you have? Well, I figured since we've got three games to cover today, that we would skip
1: the news. But I did bring this over because I've had a few questions about it. This dusty tome, as you can see, it needs dusted off. There is my official Amiga disc box. Now this contains games that I've bought over the years for the Amiga or people have bought and that I have obtained and then one side of this is a, it's just a crap load of mod files if you are into those we can skip most of that but basically I thought you might get a kick out of flipping through these and people have asked me what I bought and what I didn't mm-hmm. buy so I, mean, I can try to give up an explanation as to well, what the hell I bought let's here let's
0: see what's in here so um, you've got uh, well let's let's talk about this first game so this is oh, it's transparent City. <laughs> Uh, Now this is, it says SimCity Amiga version lookup. What does lookup mean? I have no idea. It's funny you should pick that out
1: immediately because that is the most recent edition. I bought that at uh, Hillbilly Toy Chest Mm -hmm. uh, just a few months ago. And uh, I I don't know if I ever mentioned it on the show. I meant to. I think I forgot to mention it when I did it. I might have mentioned it, but... Uh, this is a place, it's funny, we mentioned, I think we mentioned this toy place in one of our previous episodes, That, but they went out of business, the owners decided to have a child. And so they were selling all their stuff cheap, and I'm just looking through their stuff, and I look on the behind the desk, and they've got some software, and, lo- and sure enough, here are these Amiga discs. This is the first time I've bought any Amiga software in a store for probably since the late 80s. I mean, it's been forever. So what is that, 20-some 20, 20 years? 27, 28 years? Uh, and so I picked those up. I haven't actually tried that yet. I know you're a big SimCity guy, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I just bought them just because I had to have them. You yeah. know? I was like, you know, this will be a good story for the show, if anything, and I picked them up. So is a good game. And I, back in the day, I used to play it on the Amiga. Of course, I didn't have, own it at that point, so I feel like I at least gave something back to the You know, they say that
0: the, the best version of SimCity for the Amiga is actually the CDTV version you heard that before? No, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. I was playing Another to reason play. to get the CDTV that I so lust. for. One of I these wanted. days. Yeah. One of these days. All right, let's talk about a game that I've never heard of. This is Dynamics Software's Stellar 7. Now, Stellar 7 is... is
1: I did an Amigos play on this, actually. Uh, it was a... Uh, I had the PC version and the Amiga version, and I'm sure I bought that uh, before I got the... Uh, but after I got the PC version because I knew the Amiga version would be better they're pretty similar it's a futuristic uh tank simulator eff- effectively a-, a pretty neat game actually it's fun it sort of has arcadey elements to it
0: uh and uh uh, I like the engine that they use for it. So, mm-hmm. like I said, if
1: you're into that, if you're into that
0: game, there's Amiga's plays on it. So, uh, check it out. Now, what percentage of these discs in this box do you have the actual game box for?
1: Zero percent. Mm. I'm afraid. I, mean, I had some game. Some. I, this is not everything I ever bought for the Amiga. I actually sold some stuff. Well, of course, you know, seller's remorse. I had Flashback. I sold that right before we started the show. <laughs> ironically, the full box version. I had uh, Speedball Two. It's another one I sold the full box version of, uh, and uh, I'm trying to I know there was at least one more that I had the full box version of that I sold. You know, bottom line, need the cash. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't doing as well as I am now, and it was, and when when it's time to buy something for somebody, you know, or pay a bill, you know, we had to make those tough decisions. And That's so right. Those, those were a couple of the tough ones there. That's right.
0: Now, of course, we've got uh, TV sports football here. Uh, classic that we reviewed way way back for our Super Bowl uh, spectacular. I
1: believe I know I bought that after I after I had played TV sports basketball and I was I was sorely disappointed. One thing about all these discs is that they are the uh, NTSC American versions mm-hmm. of stuff. which are tough to find. They're sometimes. not they're not easy to find and they're. Um, uh, you know I'm not I'm sure people have a much larger collection but they're not easy to find so there's some pretty odd stuff in there now this
0: this this software house brings me back Spectrum Holobytes yes uh, Flight of the Intruder. What can you tell us about this? I this can't tell
1: one? you anything. That's an actually a disc that I inherited from a guy. Oh okay. uh, There's there's a few games in there that i have not played mm-hmm. or haven't played for so long. I don't remember them. That one I don't. Th- I don't think I ever actually played it. I don't. Is it? It's multiple discs too, right? Like yeah. yeah. Three. Yeah. Spectrum discs. Hall by what? What were Four some discs. of their big games? Can you think of any? Well, you know,
0: as soon as I said that, I was like, I need to figure out what they did. I can't remember what other they, games, but I remember seeing seeing their stuff in catalogs and stuff like that. I always like the name. It yeah. just sounds kind of futuristic. Cool, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, how about Buck Rogers Countdown? Oh boy, Countdown to Destroy Disc. Thanks, Boat. <laughs> good thing I didn't bring my Fabri-Zay egg collection That's over. True. You'd be in trouble. Buck Rogers Countdown to Doomsday. What can you tell us about this one?
1: I believe now it's been a long time, but I believe that was a like a graphical uh, adventure game. Okay, I don't sort think of it was like a scum like,
0: LucasArts deal. Yeah,
1: I think something, something like that. It's been a long time since so I played that. The biggest you know, way when you think of Buck Rogers games, the one I remember the most is. Uh, Buck Rogers' Planet Zoom, which is the arcade game, and then made its triumphant home debut on the ColecoVision, mm-hmm. where you have that tunnel sort of flight game, you know. Uh, and uh, that one, and I remember thinking, like, man, Buck Rogers, this is going to be great. And then getting it home, and I was like, what the hell is this? Well, that,
0: yeah. a similar thought, or, you know, you could have a similar experience by playing the arcade game because it also has nothing to do with Buck Rogers. That's true. That's true. Um, Buck Rogers was big when I was a kid, though, believe it or not. Would you like to know what else Spectrum Holobyte did? What they do? Falcon, Fal- that's the one. Flight so, simulator, right? Uh, well, on the on the label itself, it actually is... Just, okay. Yeah, it's it's a picture of either an extremely large Falcon or an extremely small plane.
1: Does it have the date on so, it? I can't, I can't see if it has the date. 1988. Yeah, so uh, that, that's, that's... I like that they had a couple of those. I, again, uh, some of those games, the flight simulators, I bought a lot of... Some of this stuff I'd buy off other collectors or we would mm-hmm. swap discs. And so mm-hmm. some of this stuff was probably something I got from people that I never re-swapped. So I... That happened a lot back in the day, you know. You would because a lot of these games. And I'll give you an example, just because I know it's in here. Uh, There, Space Ace. Mm -hmm. Okay, you remember Space Ace, right? The the company that made those ReadySoft, their disk protection was unbelievable. And so people would buy them. I don't know where I put it. People would buy the games, and you couldn't copy them, or you couldn't copy all of them. Right, Right. And so what you'd say is like, listen. You know, I really want to. I want to play Space and I know you really want to play Walker, for example, or uh, uh, something else. I will swap for a while, and then we'll give them back. You know, and then something. But there's always that last trip to the trades mm-hmm. where you never go back. Right. And you've got you to end up with and You've the, got, you've with got the their game. games.
0: You're you're stuck with them. Now here's something that uh that. Is unique. You actually have an Amiga Power cover disc. Now, yeah. is this something that we received in the mail, or is this something no. that, that you? Um, I found a place in Lexington that sold
1: Amiga format and Amiga Power magazines back in the day, uh, and I had a bunch. Oh, this is a, such a this story hurts me so bad. I had a bunch of Amiga magazines that were European, mm-hmm. okay, uh, and uh, from from the UK, and I, I, I had a bunch of Cocoa magazines as well, and a ton of wrestling a bunch magazines. Of rainbows rainbow and which is a great magazine but i had a lot i mean the uk magazines for amiga those were the magazines the american ones, crap mm-hmm. the amiga magazine crap no cover disc no nothing lame i never liked that magazine the good ones because i amiga magazine in the u.s it was like let's talk about like production software so let's talk about pff, screw that right. where's the game cover yeah. joe yeah and plus we didn't get a lot of the games that they got over there mm-hmm. so we didn't get to see all the cool games that were coming out because I was probably going to acquire those games through illegal means. And so it was, like, it, was it was almost like a catalog. It's like, let's see what we're going to look for today. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, this looks good. And so you could get these these game uh, magazines. Well, anyway, I had all this awesome magazine stuff. I had a huge collection of PC Gamer, too, which I ended up selling those. Those made the trip. Uh, but uh, I left all these. I was in a hurry to get out of my last house in Lexington, and I left them all in the loft
0: never to be seen again you didn't sell them oh I
1: would never sell those because you can't get them back right you know and so I lost all those and I I, and sadly something else I did was a lot of those cover discs because PC Gamer had cover discs too for a while I would I would just erase them when I got bored with them and put other stuff oh. on them. So it's like the old, uh, oh. it's like the old uh, TV studios. They would mm-hmm. erase the tapes. Oh yeah. So yeah. I've got you know that's uh, it's my ultimate shame. But who knew you know? And I didn't realize I was gonna get nostalgic about it. But the magazines I really do miss quite a bit. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, one more. Uh, this is the only Amiga game that I've ever seen with a, a directly printed on the disc label. It's not a sticker. It's actually screen printed directly on the disc. There's a few of those.
1: There, there were some.
0: There was, there was that wasn't that un- unusual. So just, okay, Birds of Prey. Okay, yeah. yeah well, more shows you, how much Walker, I know. you know, Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a Psygnosis game, but I can't read the title because it's written in that Roger Dean font. Orbitus. Orbitus. Okay, what is Orbitus? It's a uh, boy. It's sort of like an adventure role playing
1: live. Action game. It's been a, live it's, action. It's a live action. Well, I mean, I mean, it's game. not it's not turn based. Thunderbolt, I mean, Thunderbolt. It's live combat. in okay. real time, I okay. guess, or whatever. It's been a long time since I played it. You know, the, I don't remember how many discs was or. But it know? was just one. Was it just one? Mm-hmm. Psychnosis, That was That thing had awesome writing on right here. I noticed that, it's funny, we've covered a lot of games, and I actually own a lot of these games that we, I mean, I'll own some of the games we've covered, but not a ton.
0: It's amazing how many of the commercial discs actually come with typewritten labels, too. Yeah, you know? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But like, uh, um, let me see here, we, we've covered, like, for example, Sword of Sodan. all right? that's one that I wanted to cover and the reason I, I this is one I, I never could get a copy of it uh, this is another one I had the box for but sold with the box I don't know why i still got the game Overlord which is it's funny it's not my type of game so I don't know why I guess the that, box is
0: that another sort of like real time strategy type
1: it's uh, in the vein of populace and okay. stuff um, the uh, the the uh, uh, most of these games in here though, it's funny, I looked through these this list of games that I've got stuck in here. Also Pinball Fantasy, so you can tell I was into that stuff back in the day. A lot of this stuff I I remember buying it and then not liking it very much. Mm. <laughs> because I was just I'd look at the what's in the box. Boudicon, another mm. one that's what how I knew about that. Here's something you don't see. Now there's a couple of these in here that aren't for the Amiga, but I kept I stuck them in here because you don't see see them that often. These are the original discs for Wolfenstein 3D and Doom.
0: Yeah. You yeah. Know, kind of bizarre. It's software. Now yeah. here, this one, I always thought that Doom was also an Ed game, but is it not? Uh, this is. Are you sure that this is Doom G? This might be some kind of. Doom no, it's GT Interactive, man. Uh, it's just Doom, Doom G. Doom G. That's a G, G version. It's the G version. <laughs> no blood in this one. That's, no, he's a gangster. That's true. It's the Doom gangster. It's a
1: gangster with no blood. That's a gangster. Now, you know, you would think Doom would be on more than one disc. So I'm, I don't know if I just only have. Oh yeah, it's one of, one two. of two. I don't yeah, think yeah. I have the other disc in well, here. So no big who loss. knows where that went <laughs> over the years? But yeah, uh, and sometime we'll go into the role playing stuff that's in here, which is a ton of it. But, I saw uh,
0: Ultima in there. Yeah,
1: and you know I, that I was into. You can see right here. I took here's the classics example: Buck Rogers Boot Disk. This was an Amiga action disk that had uh, Space Crusade on it, Son of Zeds or whatever. But not anymore. Not now it's anymore. a boot disk. Yeah. So I, I feel bad about that. Yeah. So I'll be, i suppose I could just erase it. Pull a. Put, put, what, the, put what was get on the it?
0: ADF, burn it back on there, or <laughs> put it back on there.
1: That's right. So yeah, a
0: little a little glance into what I was thinking in ni- early 1990s. Very cool. Is. Thanks for bringing that on. no really problem. Awesome. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump right to our first clone. So, Aaron, uh, what was the first clone game that you uh, that that you picked out? The first one we that we looked at
1: uh, this week. Was is going to be Major Motion. Now, Major Motion, uh, it came out in 88, and the outfit that put it out was called Micro Deal. Now, do you, does that name bring a bell to you? I, I don't remember Micro Deal. Micro Deal did a, a, a couple games we've done, actually. Well, a couple games. One game we've done on the show, uh, Fright Night. Which, you know, it's funny to look back in retrospect.
0: I know I picked that. It's, a, it's a horrible game. <laughs> I,
1: I think, Happy Halloween, suckers! Yeah,
0: I think that that's 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 right up there <laughs> with our least popular episode. What the time. heck?
1: <laughs> they did another game that I did on uh, uh, Amigo's Play called Karate Kid Two.
0: Right, which actually did very very well with our hey, viewers. So <laughs> I did
1: it all for the Glory of Love. That's right. So this game, this clone, got a, a did get a, a an actual release. It's one one disc, and. Uh, Major motion. It's a cl- it's a cloned version and very not very far away from uh, the original Spy Hunter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, spy Hunter was an awesome uh, game. I think Bally put it out. Uh, wasn't that one of theirs? I have to look it up. Yeah, Bally Midway. Yeah, Bally Midway. And Spy Hunter was a game where you played a spy, your James Bond type spy, or uh, uh, somewhere along those lines.
0: And it's basically a top-down game where you drive your car and then eventually you drive a boat. And I, I want to say, I, I seem to remember that it actually is named like in the literature somewhere you're driving in Aston Martin. <laughs> I think so. so. Uh, the uh, the, uh, uh,
1: the game consists of an overhead view of a car and you're on a road and the, and the terrain will change and you are being hounded by enemy spies. And the enemy spies have various uh, weapons at their disposal. They have... Cars that have these things that come out that, that are like little blades that try mm-hmm. to cut into your wheels uh, and will run you off the road. Then they've got cars you can't shoot that uh, <clears throat> will get in your way. They've got guys that hang out the side of the road that try to shoot you with, like, sniper shoot you. And so Major Motion does a good job of sort of simulating that game. Uh, in the arcade version, you're dropped off by this truck, and then every so often... Uh, a, a button will flash on your control panel and you hit the button and the truck will come back and you can and you can drag your car back up into it and get an extra weapon uh, there's oil slicks there's uh, missiles there's uh, smoke screen uh, there's a, a sonic thing that will knock cars off the road and the, and this game pretty much has everything the uh, in the arcade machine version there's a helicopter that bugs you and you can shoot it with the missiles this game's got it Now, one thing the arcade version has that no really home games have is that, again, you have a control panel there. You've got your steering wheel. You've got your gear shift. And you've got a panel of buttons, and the buttons will flash when you you can use them. Like the truck, when you you can call your weapons truck in, you can hit the button when it starts flashing, the truck will come in. It's really a neat thing. You feel like you've extra control. And no real home version... Uh, this game didn't get a lot of action because it's uh, it's not easy to bring
0: home, you know. Effectively, you, 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 you really need a keyboard for all of the buttons that, and it, it's it's kind of neat because you've got uh, right here on the screen itself, uh, you know, shows you very clearly like not only the the buttons <coughs> for your weapons, but it also shows you the uh, <coughs> airplane fly sound, all that stuff. Uh, there's there's a lot of information on your HUD here, yeah. and it, it's really really nice. They 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 didn't need to do all that, but they did. Yeah,
1: and so this what they
0: do in this game. Of course, the glory of
1: having a computer is that you can use your keyboard buttons mm-hmm. to uh, hit this stuff, and
0: uh, and call and you can. And it so it makes the weapons a lot easier yeah. to use. Now, uh, on, on the one <laughs> hand, it does, but on the other hand. When you've got, you know, the the joystick is sort of a two button or a two handed controller. I mean, you, you you're usually you're holding it in your hands while you're playing it, yeah. and so you do have to kind of relinquish control for a split second. It's a little bit more difficult than when you're on the arcade and you've got one hand on the wheel and you're punching buttons on the dash, which that's is true. a really cool feeling.
1: Well, what I yeah, that's that is true. That's mm-hmm. true. I mean, and there's really no way to do it. But what I what, when you well, one thing about this, if you're emulating the Amiga, you can set those keys up to various joystick buttons, and it makes it a lot a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. That's true. And we and we can tell you, having uh, uh, when we did the uh, uh, this, the live stream, we played the original version of Spy Hunter and this, and really this was far more playable just because of the uh, amount of... Uh, you have to set up the analog controllers. I mean, I'm sure if we sat there and took a lot of time we could figure it out, but this played right out of the gate, played fine. And if you set those extra buttons up on your stick, you're good. And if you don't... I played it for years by basically taking the stick and just sort of wedging it, in it like... On the table, so yeah. I can use it with one hand, I can do mm-hmm. both. You don't have to hit them all that And a often. lot of times, if
0: you got to stick with a button on the thumb, then that's that's just as good, too. Uh,
1: th- this doesn't have the cool, uh, the iconic kind of like uh, Peter Gunn theme. Mm-hmm. But uh, pretty much, I mean, it's got everything else. Yeah. And I mean, this isn't a game. I'm trying. To, I'm sitting here, and I'm trying to think of places this got ported. To, right off the top of my head I mean a uh, famous you, home port spot
0: almost every almost every the Lynx got a port the Lynx got a port eh yeah I mean uh th- there's a ton uh, we can we can actually look them up here real quick and uh and, and the, show you the
1: uh um most the most of what I played was you know emulated I've almost bought this game a couple
0: times. Now, I know they made a version for the PlayStation that was sort of like a new version of Spy It was sort of a top-down racer. This came out on the Amstrad, the 2600, the Atari 8-bit, the BBC Micro, the Spectrum, the C64, the Apple II, the Vision, the MS-DOS, NES. Did you ever play this on any of those systems? Played it on the NES all the how time. How was it? It was great. What? How did they implement the weapon systems? I think you just basically... There was, I, I don't think... Now, i always rented it, so... Uh-huh. Uh, I think that there might have been maybe like the select button called the truck, but the truck always just seemed to show up for me it randomly. It will, it will if you don't hit the button. And, um, but basically, you know, you drive into the truck and whatever your, your primary weapon is, you know, is on A and then whatever your secondary weapon is, is on B.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I do want to mention, this is just uh, uh, kind of ironic or coincidental, is I was, uh, the other night I was playing, uh, uh, I put up an uh, uh, Amigos play, it's been a while back now, but it was for Outrun Europa. Mm-hmm. And... hmm. I was—I'd never played that before. I don't know if you've played it. I, I knew it was on the master system, but I didn't know the Amiga even had a port of it. Right? I was looking.
0: I, yeah, I just saw it, but I've never played and it. And
1: there's a there's a section of it where you run your car to an area, and then you jump in a boat, uh, a jet ski, and take mm-hmm. off. And it reminded me of this. How shocked I was in this when you all of a sudden you're in a boat. You know,
0: it's funny because I never got far enough in in the game to to make it to the water stage. It's hard. Mm-hmm. I cheated. I'll be honest with you, a lot because you can, there's a cheat you yeah. add extra time. I saw, I had a, um, Consumer Reports, back when the NES was a, uh, you know, was the, the, the hot deal, and everybody was putting out NES Strategy guides. I had a Consumer Reports NES Strategy Guide with 500 in it, and I remember seeing the water levels and being like, boy, I, I don't know if I'll ever see that.
1: Yeah, no kidding. It was really tough. But anyway, if you're looking for a decent, I like this clone. I mean, I mm-hmm. really thought it was really yeah, good. I thought it was very well
0: done. And,
1: uh, uh, I think it's uh, something that's definitely worth worth looking at. Uh, again, this was a retail; they actually sold this thing uh, on the on the Amiga, and this also came on the ST.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I didn't looked at how it looked. I'm guessing it probably looked pretty similar. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so, but uh, yeah, I thought I liked it. What's next? Next, we're going to look at Donkey Kong. Uh, this doesn't have a cool name uh, or anything. It's just Donkey Kong. Now. I looked into this. I, this is one of the first Amiga games I ever played, if you believe it or not. Uh, this came out in uh, it's the first one of the first Amiga games I played when I got back in. All right, it's what I remembered. Uh, this came out in '93, uh, and the guy who put it out or the outfit is was called Big Nonia, <laughs> which I be, and I believe this was a clone or a, this was a, a port of. Uh, a C64 version of this game. Uh, and if you look in the opening screen on this, um, uh, yeah, it's, un- it's basically an unofficial port of C64 game. So why am I bringing it up here? Well, hell, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I love me some Donkey Kong and I own a Donkey Kong. It's the second one I've owned. I owned uh, one when I lived in Lesson and, and got a good deal on this one. We've got up here. So I'm pretty, I had a pretty intimate knowledge of Donkey Kong. And, uh, uh when I saw this, I was like, I was pretty impressed. Uh, they get the sound effects down pretty well. Uh, it's funny this the uh, when you look at the opening screen of this game, and we talked about this on the live stream. The the guy who put it out or the outfit Big Mania. I don't know if this is a crack group or I don't know if this maybe maybe all they did was conversions. I, I don't know, but uh, uh, they talked about some other games that we were going to bring up from the C sixty four, and one was Bagman, a, a version of that called Bag It Man. And there were a few other ones, but one they did was they talked about was Blue Max, which I got very excited about because I was like, "Wow, if this is out here, Blue Max must be too." But the, I guess they didn't, they didn't make the cut. I don't right. know what happened on that. But uh, this is standard fare. I mean, it's Donkey Kong. Uh, it looks a lot like the. Uh, it reminds of the opening title screen. Looks a lot like the 7800 version, mm-hmm. where it just has that you know pick one two players you know shtick. Um A fun game. Uh, it's got pretty good. Uh, it's got pretty good uh, you know hit detection and stuff. The uh, it's got it's not perfect. Uh, the pie factory level, uh, I waited around forever, and I've never. I don't think the conveyor belts ever changed direction, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a problem. Uh, it makes it a lot harder. Uh, the uh, uh, the game has a hidden level, a a uh, like a fourth, a fifth level that the guys made. I guess the people that did this on the CC4 put this extra level together. Maybe this guy did. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, it's pretty—it's pretty challenging, to say the least. It reminded me of uh, if you've played the uh, uh, the, the uh, arcade uh, un, unofficial Donkey Kong. What did we determine that? Was Donkey Kong Two? Right. Uh, the uh, Jumpman's
0: Revenge. or yeah, whatever. The,
1: they made an arcade version of Donkey Kong Two. A guy did, and he took unused sprites from the first Donkey Kong, and I think Junior, and he made this other game. It's actually really good, but it's incredibly hard. And that's what the extra level in this reminds me of. It would fit right in there. It's a very difficult level. What did you What did you think of this,
0: having looked it over? You know, I thought it looked pretty good. Um, it, it uh, As far as a home conversion goes, uh, it, it really... Uh, everything looks a little bit squished. It does. Um, and you speculated that that's because you've got this sort of running crawl on the bottom from the developers. No, that... That... that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that um, that you know has just a bunch of you know useful and useless information going on at the bottom of the screen. Um, I thought that um, you know overall, you know since all the levels <laughs> are here, um, it's it seemed like it was running almost as fast as the original, maybe a little bit slower. Um, I'm not a huge Donkey Kong fan, but I felt like this was a, a competent port for sure. I was looking over what this
1: guy, th- this outfit, uh, Bagnamania did. Big no, Big Nadia, uh, how you want to say it? And actually, it's funny, on the list of this, they have some stuff like like you can vote on what you want them to bring up. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm assuming this stuff's all off the C64, but they did Aztec Challenge, which I have seen, and Bag It Man. But they also did a couple here that we didn't know about. Zaxxon's one they did. Mm-hmm. And here's one that's funny. funniest they The Real Popeye. The Real now, Popeye. So I'm can i I'm feeling a third clone coming on. Yeah. I just wanted to check those out, because... Uh, the Popeye that's on here, Popeye Two, which I did a <laughs> amigo's play. It's it's atrocious and It's terrible. And just a full disclosure, I, I at one point I try I was going to do a Popeye wrestling, and it's so bad. <laughs> you it couldn't is, even get through. It. I just it, it's so hideous. It just mm-hmm. how did this ever? It's horribly bad. Uh, this game got reviewed, uh, which also like that that people are reviewing this stuff. Uh, the one uh, gave this thing a eighty. In it's november of uh, 93 issue and uh, amiga action gave it an 83 which i think that's a pretty fair yeah. assessment of, of what yeah. you're getting here. I mean they
0: would probably not score the original donkey kong you know much higher because at this time as we were discussing this was a time where retro was uh not cool.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's funny we should kind of go into that a little bit so we haven't talked about it on here the, <clears throat> there was a there was this sort of time frame and what would you say the early 90s mm-hmm. Where where game people wanted the newest, best stuff and they would not accept anything less. Right. And and they were done with the old stuff. I think that's one of the things that really snake bit the jag mm-hmm. is it, which we didn't talk about that, but I mean There were there were lots of things that <clears> snake bit the That's jam. true. But I mean <laughs> people expect when you come out and say, Listen, this is sixty four bit power, they didn't want anything that didn't look like sixty four bit power. Mm-hmm. You know, now here's the final stage. If you're watching the, the, at home, this is the uh, crazy last stage of Donkey Kong that they're that they're getting on here. But uh, and so uh, um, these games would review lower. You know, the, but uh, you know, I think it's a quality game. So so if it's a PD game, if you want to go out and look for it, you can, you should be able to find it.
0: What do we have next? Okay, our final clone game.
1: Anyone that listens to the show, they know a few things about us. They know I have a third degree brown belt. They know you're a musical genius. And they know we like us some Mr. Do. That's very you true. You like Mr. Do. I like Mr. Do. You like the variants of Mr. Do. You're more of a Do-Run-Run Run guy, more of a Mr. Do's Castle guy. But we both love the original Mr. Do. Very true. We're the granddaddy of them all. It's a fun, quirky, uh, win-your-own-way style, mm. style game. So a uh, while, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, when we first started getting this gig on over that, we were like, hey, let's... Let's, we'll look around for some Mr. Do stuff. And really, we were surprised that they released Do Run Run, but not the original. Well, lo and behold, here comes Bob's Garden. And it was perfect for the clone episode. We had to get it in. So what is Bob's Garden? Well, Bob's
0: Garden is Mr. Do with Bob, effectively. <laughs> it's Bob and some penguins, some red penguins, uh, instead of the normal monsters. But they act exactly the same th- way. Um, they Most of the time, they travel through the tunnels that you make. But sometimes they can break out and start digging themselves in a very Dig dug sort of way. Yeah. Um, this game is, is you know, when it first was released, people just thought it was a Dig Dug clone. To me, I prefer it to Dig Dug. Uh, I like the way the ball works. I like the way the extra lives work. Um, it just seems like there's a little bit more to it. You prefer this to the actual Mr. Do? No, I'm talking about Mr. Do versus Dig Dug. Oh, okay. Got yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um, and, uh, but, you know, this is, this is a very competent, I'd say that this is the closest of the three (coughs) in terms of, um, presentation that, that you've looked at with your, your three clones. Um, the, uh, I think that the speed is there on, on this, uh, where the speed, you know, wasn't there maybe for Donkey Kong. Um, I don't know. Do you, would you say that this is a competent Mr. Do clone? You know, the thing about Mr. Do is there are...
1: Subtleties that need to be captured for the game to be proper. This game captures most of the subtleties. Mm -hmm. Mr. Do looks like a not very complicated game until you play it and you realize there's a lot going on and there's a lot of variance in how you play. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, For example, you've got your in between parts here, which I like, but it's got when you go to the dirt, your speed changes. Uh, The monsters can get tired of waiting on you and and basically ghost through the dirt to come Mm -hmm. get you the way the ball goes. That, right, that in itself, no easy task. And the timing on the ball, it seems pretty good. You know, I mean, the uh, that's a weird... I mean, he'd have to just sit down and come up with this. Right. And that would not be an easy task. Uh, the, the, the levels... Again, you're talking about a... a, a a different. You're talking about a horizontal screen, mm-hmm. and they, he's did a good job transferring those over to to look
0: like they do in the arcade. Yeah. And there are you know you were talking about Apple strategies in the arcade. If you watch this guy do this right now, he's doing that 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 same sort of Apple strategy. Yeah, it's so uh, it's
1: touchy, but I, yeah. having tried it again, it, it may be you may be able to do it. Mm-hmm. But they've added the bonus stuff, the extra extra man thing. We we came across the diamonds, which is the first time I'd seen it when we were doing the Amigos live stream. And I played this game quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And and that's the way it should be. The diamonds shouldn't pop up all at all. Right. I mean, you can go months without seeing them, right. depending on how much you're playing it, mm-hmm. uh, which, is, which is cool. you know. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's a real competent, uh, uh, competent version. The guy that made this is a guy named Justin Leck. Uh, he did some other stuff. Just looking over at what he did, he did a game, which I don't know what the game's like, but the game's name is Dungeons, Amethyst, Alchemists, and Everything. <laughs> that's a great name. <laughs> And he did a game called Killing Machine and a game called League Ch- Challenge. So I don't know what those games are. Mm. And he did those with an outfit, but this looks like this one when he, he was on his own, basically, when he put it out. Um, this game actually is pretty well respected. I, 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 it's got good scores on Lemon. Uh, it had one review, and it, it was uh, in the one of 1994. 10 out of 10. Wow. That's high praise. Yeah. Uh, you know, to get. I mean, how many games have we ever looked at that got a perfect score in any of these right, magazines? Right. I mean, no easy task. Uh, You're right. Of the games we looked at today, this is probably the most difficult to pull off. Mm -hmm. And he did a superlative job. Yeah. uh, and, And added little flourishes like this that he didn't have to. So, I mean... How do you rank the home versions of, of Mr. Do? I mean, I've played a couple. Well, uh, the, Which is it the Super the, which Super one's the one that, that has the two-player <laughs> angle, which I always thought was really neat.
0: I, can't, I don't know if the Super Nintendo was, version has that or not. I can't remember if the Nintendo, but, it's either Nintendo or Super Nintendo. Well, there was no Nintendo version, so it must no, be the Super the Nintendo Neo version. The Neo Geo version is also good. I was going to say, yeah, the ne- uh, Neo, Neo Mr. Do. Mr. do yeah. uh, of course, that's a totally different game. Um, but, you know, I really I always liked the Atari 8-bit version. I thought that was great. Um, I don't even think I've ever played that. Is it pretty
1: competent? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how does it compare to this? Is uh, it? How do they deal with the you know the screen?
0: Um, boy, you know it's 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 hard to say. Uh, I think that this game probably looks a little bit better um, than than the Atari 800 version, just resolution wise. But uh as far as the speed and the accuracy, I think it's there. Sometime you'll have to check it out and, yep. and let me know what you think. Something we should mention is that they've got the sound down real well. Oh yeah. And, and yeah. Mr. Do, when you collect those cherries, it gets mm-hmm. it. it does
1: the got, same thing. Yeah. It's, it's got that going on perfectly. Mm-hmm. I think I've played this a lot on the only home version I played a lot was on the ColecoVision. Mm. And this is far, far better than that. that, yeah. that was of course this is the Coleco vision we're talking about. Right. But uh, right. it's funny to think that the Coleco vision came out what about Two, three years before the 500, mm-hmm. and the difference is astronomical. Oh, yeah. Well, in the two. But consider the price of both. That's a fact. Yeah. Well, the click of it wasn't cheap until it was. You know, <laughs> I've got an Atom at home. Maybe they've got an enhanced version. Maybe we'll have, so. a, have to have Maybe a look. So. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good game. Yeah.
0: All right, well, that concludes our second course episode. All right, I'm sorry, our second clones. clones episode. Something tells me that somewhere down the line there'll be another clones episode we yeah, we've there's, missed there's still some good a ones on out the there. Table here. And
1: literally, we probably should have said that when we picked these things, we literally just sort of took a look at a list, we sort of just picked some out, some didn't work, some mm. we couldn't find, and we kind of whittled it down. Yeah. That was
0: basically we didn't have any sort of prior knowledge or anything when we did it. Yeah. Um so we want to thank uh, first of all I'd like to thank Zeus Daz and all of the uh Hipponius Uh, All of the in-game footage that we've used uh, from YouTube uh, on these clones. These clones are very difficult to find um, a lot of um, playthrough footage of. And so we're very grateful to YouTube uh, to put that behind us uh, as we talk about these games. Um, I'd also like to thank our Patreon supporters. There's Alan Kebab, David McCrandles, Gary Hucker, Will Williams, Ravi Abbott, Kim Tommy Humbert Josh Nan, Jason Warns, Lane, Eric Nelson, Graham, Vebke, Paul Harrington, Rob O'Hara, Laurent Giroux, Jonas Rollo Cole Bjorn Bartman, Tapes from the Crypt, Adam Bradley, Chris Fultz, Daniel Bingston, O'Brien's Retro Advantage, Chad Halstead, Brent Dowdy, and Double B, Brutal Barracuda. You know, I also Ooh. want a, a shout out to all my friends on the
1: uh, Amiga Facebook group. Uh, huge group, it's the big one, and uh, those guys are supportive, good guys, always putting up pictures of awesome stuff, and uh, I just, I just love it. And so someone in there mentions, like, you know, we're not gonna need DAP, and I was like, you know, you're right. I don't think I've ever mentioned the group. I mean, I think I've mentioned it in passing, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, we've got our group, and then they've got, they've got their thing going on, and they're, and they're great. And when we. And we uh, they let me uh, stick Amigo stuff on there sometimes, and they've always got good, helpful uh, hints
0: and stuff. So if you get a chance to check them out, please do. Yeah, and finally, uh, if you'd like to have your own Amigos apparel, just like Aaron is wearing today, uh, check out our store over at Tee Public. You can get to it by going to everythingamiga.com and uh, scrolling down to the Clothe Yourself link, or just go to tpubliccom slash store slash Amiga Tees. And I am I'm, uh, ordering my Amigos. Uh our scum t
1: shirt as we speak. It's the one what's the one I dying to have, so it will be about now that one is that one of ones we can get on Amazon?
0: Uh that is one of the ones we can get on Amazon. I think that uh this the sizes, you, you get more sizes for less on T public. I see. So you're you're limited, which I didn't realize, which is why that's our first and last shirt we're putting on Amazon. <laughs> um, because uh you, you you get more sizes. I think the quality may be a little bit better on T Public too. So. T public, I've got
1: two of the shirts off here and they're and they're both top shelf. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. And more coming,
0: I'd say. All right, Aaron. Well, that'll do it for this episode. We'll see you all next time. Adios. Adios.